0: Michel de Nostredame, a.k.a. Nostradamus, a French astrologer, physician, and seer who is best known for his book Les Prophecies, a collection of 942 poetic quatrains allegedly predicting future events. Since his death, people have claimed he's accurately predicted pivotal events in history, such as the French Revolution, the rise of Adolf Hitler, and 9-11. I predict today's podcast is going to be an interesting one. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Casual History. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Casual History um, Jacob and I are back. That's right. Um, we was, had, go ahead. No, Sorry. I was just
1: saying to I was gone for a long weekend and I wasn't able to do the podcast, but here I am. I'm back
0: and, uh, ready to seems go. Like you're ready. I am ready to go. Um, I'm tackling a subject, a man, if you can call him that, a man that is, has been intriguing to me all my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I've seen his histori- um, history episodes, documentaries. Yes. I mean, consistently for years
1: that's the first thing that comes to my mind too when i heard the intro was uh those history documentaries about the very specific things that he has supposedly prophesied
0: yeah and there's a lot <laughs> yeah and uh, i i thought it'd be interesting to go through a bit more about him uh because again in the the tv shows and movies you kind of you get a grasp of really just his work at the end you don't see why why did he do this? What led him to do this? Um I feel like peeking behind the curtain can sure. either make it seem like the dude is holding a puppets, right? Or you think, oh, he's a real magician. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're either gonna just do one of two things, I feel like, with most people like this. Sure. Um and I kinda came away from it where I don't know. <laughs> After doing all this research, I kinda yeah. came away he maybe there's some humanistic reasons for you know Right. it could be fake you know it could just be something he made and then people interpret it differently so there could be that but there's some things that happen and i'm like well <laughs> i don't know seems kind of odd <laughs> seems kind of odd
1: it's uh um it's also one of those things too that like he he kept these things secret because of the church right again like i'm just trying to gather what i know
0: uh so we'll touch on that yeah basically he within his uh manifesto within within his what do you call him uh Uh, there's a word for it but within one of the books or this last book which is the um, the prophecies Mm -hmm. um, there were some hidden meanings hidden uh, things that you had to search for basically like uh, like there's in one of these prophecies if it starts off with three words in all capitals which is a signal basically to the reader to um, like it needs more like there's a reason for that to try to make uh, again to try to dissuade, and again, from heresy and all this stuff about Uh. magic, you know, to try to not uh, be blatant about, you know, going against the church. So, yeah, it was to uh, repel the church uh, idea and to not, you know, get uh, killed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: that seems like the goal.
0: So, um, again, I think we said this uh, before we started, but I have just as a preface for people listening kind of an upfront contract um we will i want to do is i want to go through a bit more about him his life what made him him and then i do want to get into the list of his predictions and how it's been interpreted over time how like there's a yeah. list of predictions that we can go back and, and go wait is that to this cuz if so that's correct sure.
1: but that's also the human brain that's what we do yeah what we do is we backtrack and take context clues and we try to make it sense in our world. But so that some is, of these are too on the nose to me. Are they? Yeah. Okay. So okay. you can say that, but... I'm, ju- I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there as a bone to the people, you know... Skeptics. Well, yeah. You want to play the skeptic this I, round and I'll play the, the believer? I'll play the skeptic. I... Okay. I don't know. I'm kind what of a believer, feel, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of a believer. And maybe that's
1: after your research. Maybe I will be too.
0: Well, with the—I mean, Jake, if you know me, I'm a five on the mermaid scale, yeah, or whatever I said I was. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm You're a right. This in, is who we're talking to. I'm a—I'm a want. I want. That's the—the the key. I'm mm. not. I wouldn't say I am. I—I I just want. Right. I want it to be. So thing. you view the evidence real.
1: in the way that you want it to be.
0: A bit, but I'm not. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see see see. if any of this changes what you think. Um, So, Noosa was born on December 14th or 21st. Again, it's between the time period. Um, In 1503. I also didn't realize it was that soon. I know that sounds funny, but 1503 is relatively soon. Is it? To me, it's 500 years ago. That's like nothing. That's a drop in the bucket. Oh, interesting. In comparison to some of these stories with some of these characters that we're going through, the the timeline is kind of funny. Anyway, um, but he was born in the south of France. He's one of nine children, to a well-off family. Um, his dad was a grain dealer, so dealing that okay. grain, dealing um, that grain, <laughs> and he was a part-time notary of the Jewish descent. Okay, mm. um, so Nosodramus's grandfather, Guy Bassinet, had converted to Catholicism, uh, Catholicism, sorry, yep. half century earlier, and changed the family name to Nosodramus, oh wow, okay, in part to avoid persecution during the Inquisition. Right. thought that was an interesting little. Yeah. Again, everyone's affected by some sort of history, and that's kind of cool to go back and look at. Um, But little is known of his childhood, of course, um, Mm. but evidence does indicate that he was a very intelligent kid, uh, basically quickly advancing through school. And early in his life, he was tutored by his maternal grandfather, who saw great potential in his grandson at this point, right? Is Um, there any
1: news about the rest of his uh, kids having the same ability? yeah his, his sisters, sisters or brothers
0: no clue yeah um was not even mentioned so how would you like to be <laughs> cuz at, at, you know most uh these characters they kind of become famous after they're dead sure. and they're like he was he had a reputation during long his long time his so it, it would be interesting if only you could have an interview mike and go back through and interview his <laughs> yeah <laughs> family how what was he like as a kid You're um, right exactly but basically during his uh kind of tutoring from his uh, maternal grandfather Um, he was taught this is kind of where he began his education of uh, things like uh, rudiments of latin greek hebrew hebrew and mathematics Mm -hmm. Um, it's also believed that his grandfather introduced him to the ancient rites of jewish tradition in the celestial sciences of astrology Mm -hmm. Um, so giving Nostradamus his first exposure to the idea of the heavens and how they can drive human destiny right
1: so that's what the astrology. Potent right? idea. Yeah, right. a potent exactly. idea
0: especially back then against the church, you know, the that kind of thought process. Um but it's known at age 14, at entered the university to study medicine. Oh, okay. So he was starting he starts off as, you know, a physician that kind of thing, doctor. But he was 14 years old. Can you wow. imagine going to university to study medicine at i wouldn't want to be treated by a 14 year old well hopefully he would well yeah <laughs> <laughs> agreed in the 1500s sorry. but he definitely did not he was not 14 when he left right uh, <laughs> sure <laughs> sure he was basically uh, this is a this is a caveat for you um he was forced to leave after only one year due to an outbreak of the bubonic plague well casual okay her.
1: Which we know how that ended up for a lot of people. I also saw some article about how uh, in Europe, in the Black Plague, yeah, how legit like uh, rat hunters were a true job back then, Makes because sense. of it, because quelling the amount of rats and like you know around in the surrounding area, yeah, really helped with the non spread of it.
0: Well, we're going to touch on that here, but yeah. not just rats, but I guess the lack of hygiene. Oh yeah. Um, yeah that's definitely kind of crazy altogether.
1: Yeah. And then rats also uh were known carriers basically, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, so according to uh his own account, he traveled so after he left at 14, right after a year, so he's 15 at this point. Mm-hmm. He traveled throughout the countryside during this time, researching herbal remedies and working as an apothecary. Okay. Um, and in 1522, he entered the university again to complete his doctorate in medicine. Um, so he, at this point, he is, is to deck the math, 19. Um, so there are even some reports of the university officials uh, discovering that he, his previous experience as an apothecary and found this reason to expel him from school. What is that? Um, I guess there was Knowing a contention there. Yeah, a contention there. So evidently, the school took a dim view of anyone who was involved in what was considered um, a manual trade, in quotes. Um, so oh. however, most accounts do state that he was not expelled and he did receive a license to practice medicine okay. in 1525. So he was older. He's not 14. Yeah. Also,
1: <laughs> gotta know what... Okay, just thinking about medical advances at that time, what qualifies you as a doctor back then because in the eighteen hundreds they were prescribing mercury and fucking poisons to cure things. That's useful what, <laughs> Yeah, like what is I need to know what kind of like uh learning that he's taking yeah. that qualifies him to be a doctor back then. It just interests me. Anyways, yeah, no, no it's, it is it's a side subject. No,
0: it is interesting. Of the but time. The fact that it did take him three years from re entering. So we did a year. So it did take him a full four years. Right. To Do it so it's like a going to university now, sure. So that structure has been he, in place. I wonder
1: what he like really learned, yeah, about I, it, or what well, were some
0: misconceptions <laughs> that he had learned. He might about have learned it. how to mix some herbs, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying, right. because later on in his life, he gets into what it could have been alchemy, right? Well, he gets into uh meditation, and of course, it's thought to have been with the use of psyched- some sort of psychedelic, oh. um, drink, and that kind of thing, okay. Um, but. Over the, so basically, I'm going to go back to, he just graduated, graduated yes. right? Um, 1525, the year fresh and young nosodramus coming yep. out of medicine school. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Come out of med school.
0: Uh, and over these next several years, um, the bubonic plague is happening, right? Yeah. So he travels throughout France and Italy treating victims of the plague, Um and there was no known remedy at the time, and most doctors relied on potions made, like you said, made of mercury, um, the yeah. practice of bloodletting, you know, where you oh, just dude, yeah. seep some blood. <laughs> right.
1: You just seep blood like uh, in hope. hopes that it like uh, cleanses you out or you bleed out the toxins, and yeah. that's, yeah.
0: And then dressing patients, there's also one uh, that they used was uh, dressing patients in garlic soaked robes. Oh, I haven't heard that. Neither have I, but I don't know how effective... <laughs> <laughs> for a super that's plate. what i'm saying like did he graduate with like this is
1: how you treat a cold if someone sniffles you you like clothe them in garlic <laughs> yeah.
0: linens like might have you know what i mean like he what might've. is your training it, maybe it worked jacob May- have you ever tried maybe it it did
1: work i don't know
0: i've never tried it so I next time I- some people put onions in
1: the bottom of their socks thinking it absorbs toxins wait but, but there bullshit. is something to that i think i think that's bullshit i think it's been disproven has it yeah
0: that's worth a google well, I won't Google it now, but I'll Google it later. Okay. Someone fact check us on that. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> anyway, so basically, he wasn't doing this, uh, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but that was kind of the typical practice to, to um, quell sure, the plague. He was this trying he could. And Nostradamus had developed some very progressive methods for dealing with the plague. Um, he didn't bleed his patients, instead, practicing basically just effective hygiene. He encouraged a bar of soap. Yeah, and he encouraged the removal of of infected corpses from city streets. Wow, Um, incredible! And he became known for creating uh, what is called a rose pill, which is an herbal lozenger made of uh, uh, rosebuds. I think is what the reason why it's called rose pill, which is rich in vitamin C, and this provided some relief for uh, patients with mild cases. Um, and his cure rate was impressive. But, again, they think a lot of it is just due to him maybe being a bit more common-sense hygiene, right? Right. Take the corpses out of the city. Um, you that's, know, like your... such
1: a, that's such a funny sentence. Can we just stop to acknowledge that? Yeah. <laughs> like, if we could just take these corpses out of the city, but we like them there.
0: Yeah. Like, why Why you have dead people in the road? I wonder. Like... You remember Mighty Python bringing out your dead? <laughs> that movie always comes to mind when i think of any period of time which is probably not true but at this point obviously it was true sure (laughs) because he's saying hey we should probably okay also
1: let's 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 be fair to this time period uh that is the plague is going on so there's probably just a lot of dead people in general about a lot of people die not normal Yep. so very likely that those dead people that are in the streets aren't just like that's an everyday thing that is just this is how the terrible times are happening
0: yep um, and so basically, right, he kind of gets a, a reputation because he was pretty successful. Okay. Um, and in this time he found himself somewhat of a local celebrity. Um, and so he received financial support from many of the citizens of province. Um, and in 1531, he was invited um, uh, basically to convene with a leading scholar in southwestern France. Okay. Um, and that's kind of where he moved his, his world. Gotcha. Uh, But at this point, he kind of became a local celebrity, getting that money. Getting that money, You know, because he's successful as a uh, physician, which I would think is a very (laughs) important job. So if you find a good one in that time, I feel like if you're a king, if you're someone who is rich, you're going to want a good physician around.
1: Also, you got your priorities straight in a plague that uh, your celebrities are medical based. That's true. I mean, honestly,
0: that's true. That's true.
1: We should have more. We need more <laughs> celebrities that are just like good at like the best fucking doctors in the world.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we need to celebrate them. Can we? That's a good idea, actually. Um, but basically, so he moved to southwestern France, and this is where he actually married, um, and in the next few years had two children. Okay. Um, but in 1534, his wife and children died, presumably of the plague. Oh, wow. while he was traveling away on a medical mission to Italy and not being able to save his wife and children caused him to fall out of favor in the community. Um, and with his patron, uh, who's, you know, supporting and funding him. Right. Oh, wow. Because can't even, it's a bad look. It's a bad look when the to guy, separate, to say it coldly. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad look where his family died from the bubonic. They assume the bubonic plague. Right. And, uh, but he wasn't there, so it's kind of uh, you know, a bad turn of, of uh, events. Yeah. But no uh, that happened. And so um, it was at this point, right, where he kind of goes off the rails a little bit. Not rails, but just does his own thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and no more attachments. Man. Four years later, in 1538, he made an offhanded comment about a religious statue, which resulted in charges of heresy against North Saddamas. Wow! Um, and when he was ordered to appear before the church for an inquis- inquisition, he wisely chose to leave province um, <laughs> to travel for several years yeah. throughout Italy, Greece, and Turkey. And during his travels to the ancient mystery schools, do you know what, th- we touched on this briefly. Mystery schools, what are you talking about? Um, we, okay, uh, do you remember when we, it was a few podcasts back, it was with Marcus Aurelius, I believe, okay. when we touched on um, these... So I, I, I pulled out a whole description and some information. But do you remember the mysteries of, um, let me see, uh, Ulyss- Ulyss- Ulyssinian mystery? Mm-mm. Do you remember? Uh, we talked about it. So I'll go over it again anyway yeah. for those who are new. Sorry. A and Yeah. So the mystery schools were religious schools of uh, Roman, Greek, Greek um, uh, whatever, however you say that word, uh, for which participation basically was reserved for initiation. Mm. Um, So the main characterization of this religion-type schools is the secrecy associated with the particulars of the initiation and ritual practices. So we touched on this before, but basically some of these schools or this Lucinian mysteries housed a lot of important people and famous people at certain points in time um, where they would come and do this ritual, which they believed to be that there's a speculation that part of the ritual was taking a psychedelic drink. Like this oh. drink was made and it was a ritual where they would see crazy thing, you know, like have right. this kind of out of body touching the earth and sky type yeah, feeling, yeah. right? Um, but um, these practices were never revealed. And so they were always kept really a tight secret, like a secret society almost is what these were known as, right? right. Um, and they weren't a- a revealed to outsiders. And the famous mysteries of antiquity were the Lucinian mysteries, which I just, Uh, mentioned, were considerable and predated the Greek Dark Ages. Um, The mystery schools flourished in late antiquity, and Julian the Apostate in the mid-4th century is known to have been initiated into three distinct mystery schools, Um, and most notably the Mithras, which I'm butchering, but which was a Roman mystery religion centered on the god uh, Mithras. Right. So when I first heard the mystery schools, I... It kinda I have to reframe what is that how do I make sense of what that means, right. right? Like it was a religion slash rich set of rituals almost. Like it was kind of a tandem I the best way I can categorize it is a secret society. Yeah. Um and with that the initiation was so important and there was rituals that led to yeah. supposedly well, the enlightened, right? They were the enlightened. Oh people. wait, wait, wait. Yes, we did Okay. We did. Is this in a podcast where
1: we are talking about a separate um We did and we I that touched on hid, it? Uh the Sea Scrolls.
0: Yeah, no, it
1: wasn't Sea Scrolls. Oh, that was a different Yeah. Okay. but it was recently. Okay. It's okay. I we hear can you.
0: we I can we, we'll We go over basically what I mentioned was Eleusinian mysteries. That was the one we touched on. Okay. Um and it was one of these mystery schools. Right. Um so he got in basically he traveled throughout and went through these type places during his travels. Mm-hmm. Um, and due to the secret nature of the schools and because of the mystery religions, they were persecuted heavily, right? By the Christian Roman empire from the fourth century on. Mm-hmm. Um, and details of these religious practices are derived from descriptions, imagery, and cross-cultural references, which basically means we don't have a lot, right? But you know, this is how we piece together what there are, and yeah, what they are, what they did. um, and it was believed that Nosodamus experienced a psychic awakening during this period of time. Um, one of the legends of Nostradamus says that during his travels in Italy, he came upon a group of monks, and he identified one as the future pope. Basically saying, hey, Jake, you're going to be the future pope. Hmm. Okay, The monk, <laughs> called Felice per- Peretti, Peretti um, was ordained as pope in 1585, fulfilling the prediction of Nostradamus. Okay. So this was the first kind of myth and legend. He predicted the next pope. He said right. you're going to be pope. Mm. <laughs> and he was pope. <laughs> Which okay. was a pretty, you know, hey, pretty pretty not too shabby, right? Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um so feeling at this point he's been traveling for a few years and he feels like he stayed away long enough to be safe from an inquisition. Um he returned to France to resume his practice of treating plague victims. Um, and in 1547, he settled in his hometown and married a rich widow named Anne. Um, and together they had six children three girls and three boys. Oh, wow. Okay. I have no clue whether this lineage is still going because, right. again, it's, a lot's happened between now and then. But how cool would it be? Just saying. To be related to him? To be a one off of No <laughs> <laughs> You know? I mean, Maybe just. Maybe he predicted for the... you. Who knows? <laughs> All of his writings, yeah. That'd be pretty funny. Be pretty I wonder crazy. if he can he, he can see the grander future, but can he see his if own? If you could
1: see the future, what would be the things that you'd want to see? Don't you think that your family, uh, the things that are important to you, that would be something of a highlight? But do you think you'd be maybe very anxious to see? I would. I would if he had that ability to control it. Maybe yeah. he's saying that like it's out of his hands and he's just being told this. He made
0: predictions though. Right. So it right. could be almost like a mathematic equation where yes. like, he put himself some parameters of this is what he thinks is the most likely and then wrote about 940 right. <laughs> different versions. Well, again,
1: like it's it's simple to say, okay, well, um, within the next two thousand years, I can make this prediction right now. You ready? Can you? Let's right see. here on casual okay. history. Make this prediction. In the next two thousand years, there's gonna be another war.
0: You th- you, you think know what I mean? like, you think I'm a
1: fake, Jake. I'm th- not, I'm not th- saying no, you're on, a fake. Hold on. I'm <laughs> just saying like when you're playing the mathematical odds, you think this guy the odds are there is going to be another war. Therefore, when it does come true, then I look like a fucking genius. Yeah when you play the odds.
0: This man. I, I wanna believe in this man. <laughs> <laughs> i'm for you man i want you i want you to believe i want to believe too i don't think everything can be so cut and dry can it come uh, on there's got to be a little it's got to be a little spark little gray, in there you know it's got to be some spark to You're this right. You're right. I'm world It <laughs> can't just be one g- like out of seven billion people that are currently living yep. you don't think one of them might have a little something spark that who knows little like, something special little something something that comes into them sometimes through like electricity <laughs> Come on, Shot I want to believe lightning. that. I want to believe that. And so, anyway, back to Nos- <laughs> back to Nostradamus <laughs> and not my feelings on it. Look, look, I you're supposed to play too. this skeptic, so you're doing okay. a good job. Uh, thank I, you, I appreciate it. I, I whatever. I got Hold me to, to that your prediction two thousand years ago.
1: People who listen to this,
0: yeah, they're gonna they're, <laughs> we're gonna be the biggest pot. I'm making what, <laughs> dude? <laughs> I'm gonna be bigger than Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should just do a podcast, yeah. separate, just called. Um, heavenly predictions and just literally it's just an hour full of just us writing a thousand predictions out and we only make 10 episodes every year and it's for the next hundred years and then we make like a series and then we're that way every hundred years we we get the wrong little predictions
1: all you have to do is like you know uh be safe with your bets you know what i mean like just calculate the odds like what are the odds that you know this is gonna happen yeah make those easy predictions
0: well, the in thing 100 is, years, Jacob, people are gonna think that we're the genius. The thing is, Jake, we can see the future. Nostradamus mm-hmm. didn't calculate those odds. He didn't, because <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I mean, some of these we're gonna get into them after that. We do an ad break here in about five minutes. Okay, we're gonna get into all of his predictions. I'm excited I'm ca- for that. Trying to go through his a little bit of his life. So let me I'll wrap this up and then we'll get into that. Sure. Um, but basically, right, he believed he experienced a psychic awakening. Yeah, And he returned, had a wife, had children, um, and within a few years of his settling, Nostradamus began moving away from medicine and more toward the off-cult, which is like the the mystery schools, right? Right. Where it said he would spend hours in his study at night meditating in front of a bowl filled with water and herbs. Um, And the meditation would bring on a trance and visions. It is believed the visions were the basis of his predictions for the future. And in 1550, he wrote his first almanac of of astrological information and predictions of the coming year. So almanacs were very popular at the time as they provided useful information for farmers and merchants Mm. and contained entertaining bits of folklore and predictions of the coming year. He began writing about his visions, incorporating them into his first almanac. Um, the publication received a great response and served to spread his name all across France, France, which encouraged him to write more, right? Okay. Um, and so by 1557, his visions had become an integral part of his works. The Almanacs, uh, basically, he decided to channel all of his focus onto them um, and into a massive opus he entitled Centuries. Um, he planned to write 10 volumes which would contain 100 predictions forecasting the next 2,000 years. Yeah. And in 1555, mm-hmm. he published Les Prophecies, a collection of his major long-term predictions. Okay. Which is the book that we all... Of course. I mean, hey, 500 and something years later, we're still talking about. Yeah. Um, But perhaps feeling vulnerable to religious persecution at the time, which we talked about, He devised a method of obscuring the prophecy's meanings by using quatrains, rhymed four-line verses, and a mixture of other languages such as Greek, Italian, Latin, um, and Provincial, provincial, a dialect of southern France. Oddly enough, he enjoyed a good relationship with the Roman Catholic Church, so they never really got after him after that one. But also,
1: that makes it more difficult. Like, at the time, right— why he's doing it is to protect himself. Yeah. But um it also makes it more difficult now 500 years later to decipher true meaning because even um translations of certain things like certain words get lost and it's very easy to take that one word and it changes the entire sentence. Exact especially when you're making predictions this important and like uh you know like if you're a scientist reading these now. Yeah. Um one word mistranslated or if the translation has multiple meanings, you don't know the exact thing that he's trying to say. Right. So it makes it very difficult but, now But it also gives well.
0: the, the prophecy more options. It does. Give which, or take, depending on how you read it, I guess. opens up more odds Exa- Exactly, I think. <laughs> uh, but I'm yeah. not playing the skeptic. So um, <laughs> yeah. it's believed, right, he never faced prosecution again from the church okay. uh, because he didn't extend his writings to the practice of magic. Um, and his popularity grew at this point. He became one of the most famous figures during the Renaissance. Um, so Nostradamus was a, you know, selling like hotcakes. (laughs) Um, and at this point he did run into some controversy with his predictions as some thought he was a servant to the devil. Um, it's kind of like when you make a good record and then people, uh, you know, they play it backwards and they go. Oh, they're yeah. trying to say. <laughs> the rock and roll records, yeah. yes. So, Nostradamus had that effect, okay? Yeah, there's no um, way you
1: can know this. The devil has to be telling right. you
0: Right, and they said he was fake or insane. However, many more people believe the prophecies were spiritually inspired. And he became famous and in demand of from Europe's elite. Um, even Catherine, the wife of King Henry II of France, was one of Nostradamus' greatest admirers. Right. Here's what gets interesting, okay? So after reading his books in fifteen fifty five where he hinted at a named uh threats basically to her family, she summoned him to Paris to explain and draw up horoscopes for her children a few years later. she made him counselor and physician to the king um King's court, okay. Mm-hmm. And by 1556, while serving in this capacity, Nostradamus also explained another prophecy from centuries that he already published, which was assumed to refer to King Henry. Um, The prophecy told of, in quotes, a young, this is kind of what it says, a young lion who would overcome an older one on the field of battle. The young lion would pierce the eye of the older one and he would die a cruel death. That's basically what it said, right? Right. He warned the king he should avoid ceremonial jousting. Mm -hmm. And just three years later, when the king was 41 years old, he died in a jousting match when the lance from his opponents uh, pierced the king's visor and entered his head through his eye and into his brain. Yeah, He held on to life for 10 agonizing days later before finally dying of infection. Jesus. And so it's noted that there was the, the I can't remember the dude's name, the, his other person. Again, King Henry is on one side. There was a young bull on the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, one older lion, young lion, pierced in the eye, a cruel death, cruel death. Kind of matches up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of crazy, right? I a mean, hey, crazy. do you think that's just happenstance, Jake? No. No. You're just I'm not. not
1: impressed. No, no. I'm just... <laughs> let's go farther. Okay. Let's go farther with this.
0: Um, so, Nostradamus <laughs> claimed... Right. So, after that happened, Nostradamus claimed to base his published predictions on... Uh, Jude, I don't know how to say that word. Basically, astrology in the art okay. of forecasting future events by calculation of the planets in relationship to the Earth. His sources included passages from classical historians like Plutarch, um, as was medieval chroniclers from whom he seems to have borrowed liberally. Um, So this is a bit of the skeptic version where, in fact, many scholars believed he paraphrased ancient end of the world prophecies, such as the Bible, and then through astrological readings of the past, um, projected these events into the future. Okay. And there was also evidence he was criticized by professional astrologers of the day for incompetence and assuming that comparative horse um, horoscopes. So that kind of uh, thing has not really been done up to that point. And he was kind of criticized for right. um, how he supposedly got his prophecies. Gotcha. And this, my friend, is where we take a break. All right. When we get into it, uh, I feel like the next little bit after the break, we'll just start going through his prophecies and talking about them and. Uh, okay. I have a list of them. Jeffrey's
1: and- going to convince me that this is all real.
0: It's going to be interpretation, up for <laughs> interpretation. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm open. <laughs> Which, I'm open as to all it. things are. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. And we're back. Thanks for listening to that ad. If there was yeah, an yeah. ad, we're sowing our oats. We said that for the last three. Wanted to repeat it again. Um, for the future, future ads. We're predicting yeah, there I will predict. be future ads <laughs> in all of those sections where we take a break. Jeffrey,
1: Jeffrey, I'm getting a vision. I, I vision. Lots of ads.
0: Lots of ads. Lots of money rolling. Us being able to eat full time better than ramen. <laughs> <laughs> Us paying Steak meals once a week, please. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> if we could just
1: pay for a meal once a week, I would. We would. That would be great. Yeah. That
0: would be great. I mean, so that what well, we need like twenty bucks a week somehow. Come on now, from ads. That'd be amazing. So we need about 20, 40, 60. We need eighty bucks a month. I just had. I can't believe I had to count that. <laughs> um, eighty bucks a month. And we can yeah. each have a, a meal from this podcast. I predicted, it, Jeffrey. From our enjoyment of just recording.
1: I predict it right now, and you guys can quote me
0: on this, okay? So just be, <laughs> be aware. Okay. So, Nostradamus. We are going to touch back into all of his predictions. Okay. Um, I have a few. I think I have eight that are kind of the prominent ones. Okay. I do have what was written, and then what actually happened. Okay, And then we'll talk about... You know, hey, was this coincidence? Was this okay. actually to that? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, the first one being World War One, All right. Um, and the flu epidemic that killed over 50 million people directly afterwards. So this is the quote. The dreadful war which prepared in the West the following year, the pestilence will come. So very horrible that young nor old nor animal will survive Mm. not enough for you (laughs) no no not no i'm taking it on your face i'm taking it in because it's like those are very
1: like short sweet and to the point um but still like it still definitely predicts something that's a little bit less vague than i suspected okay started
0: in the west right um, Him claiming the west prepared in the west the following year the pestilence will come which the the flu um pandemic did happen the year after sure the war okay so i mean uh yeah that okay I mean, take that what you will it's okay? interesting so supposedly that's his prediction for world war one you want a fun one yes the zombie geez. apocalypse we're not far off okay okay you ready okay <laughs> the year of the great seventh number accomplished it will appear at the time of the games of slaughter not far from the age of the great millennium when the dead will come out of their graves so this has been interpreted as 2027 why <laughs> why is that the so the great seventh number accomplished which i think so- somehow i i didn't i didn't understand it's basically yeah. they got after the millennium right right so, so that after makes 2000 so yep. and then they said he, he says the year of the great seventh number accomplished they assume that's 2027. I don't know. That was the thing I just read. <laughs> that's interesting. Okay,
1: so they're assuming that number, um, 2027. Right, but that that could also mean a lot of things. But he does claim that it's, 2777. Who knows? Right, because he he claims it's early within the
0: 2000s. Right. So it right. wasn't 2007. Okay, we know that. Right. Because no zombies. But again, that interpretation of uh, you know dead come out of their graves could mean, a guess different things but it's taken as the zombie apocalypse okay so okay um, thought that was a fun one so we have that to look forward to we in, have that uh, to look forward. a few guys, years a few guys, short don't years. worry about 2020 everything's
1: yeah. fine wait for the zombie apocalypse to happen. seven
0: years from now we'll be just yeah, fine. no worries yeah <laughs> what would you can you imagine it could we always be worse i we swear i'm I'm, <laughs> gonna, <laughs> I'm hopefully gonna live that long to, to know whether this prediction comes true <laughs> Well,
1: see, that's going to be
0: it's all going to be our error if it doesn't, you
1: know? Oh, yes. We just read it wrong.
0: Or we saved humanity. Maybe this is the dreadful, you know, uh the start. Right. And that things, is that is an interesting if we thought. if we save it, it won't happen. If it's said and What if people are aware of it? Does yeah.
1: that mean we can change the future? Well, here's
0: the thing. Exactly. What Do you if believe that? he wrote 994 correct accurate predictions? but only a handful of them because basically they're based what if it was based on a two timeline theory right the worst of every the worst that everything could ever happen mm-hmm. one side that not happening which would be the best thing to ever happen on the left side he makes these predictions at a fork in the road and as we go along, right, we can continually check mark. You know, it's like day to day. You're like, okay, well, we didn't do that today. The day he predicted it, great. Oh, sorry. The world war happened. You know, that, we couldn't stop that from happening. And you, you can just kind of check mark it off. That could See, be
1: interesting. I even had a different thought about that. Like, what if, like, again, I'm, I'm a huge a, Back to the Future nerd. <laughs> Useless Okay, thought, so <laughs> this is, this is where, my, where I thrive, okay? So, like, the timeline stuff. So, what if him, like, it was never meant to be predicted. It was never meant for human ears to go, oh, there could be a world war. Oh, he's predicting zombie apocalypse at this time mm-hmm. in the 2000s. Um, the only reason why someone would slightly change their actions were if they heard it. Right. So if what if him predicting he was it doing is service. what? What if him predicting these things, maybe he did see the true future of what was supposed to happen. Yeah. But the small, just the, even the inkling of acknowledgement is small enough butterfly effect to affect most of future them from not movement. Happening. right? <laughs> right. It doesn't stop everything from right. coming true, but it, it could possibly stop certain things from happening through the butterfly. He's effect. the
0: hero we didn't know we needed. Basically, yeah, is May, what you're that's, what <laughs> that's what I'm good saying. That's what I'm saying. Good theory. He might have <laughs>
1: thrown us off course enough. You um, know? I don't know. Twenty twenty is not a good. Presentation of that.
0: Well, I don't know. Supposedly, there's a there's a quote that was debunked um that Nostradamus predicted the COVID nineteen pandemic, but you know, plague. I feel like is probably a pretty common thing, very widely. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's also very yeah, right. Like I can say in the next <laughs> two thousand years, there's going to be another plague. Yeah, like, it's gonna happen. But
0: how bad will it be? You know, it you will be know. very bad. There you go. <laughs> okay, Jake. <laughs> All right, Mister Nostradamus. Thank you. Um, so the next one, which was pretty spot on, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, is the London fire, right? Okay. Have, you, have you heard of this one? This one was a pretty popular one, I think. Um, um, I don't know. So this is what it says. The blood of the just will be demanded of London, burnt by f- uh, fire in the year 66. The ancient lady will fall from her high place and many of the same sect will be killed. Okay. He predicted this in 1555. September 2nd, 1666. Turned into a three-day maze, fire maze that consumed the city, um, basically and destroyed. You know, it's a famous you know piece of history where right. you know burned raised. Uh, okay, a but would they have done that if they weren't? <laughs> You're <laughs> they, telling me someone did it on purpose. Maybe they did
1: the op- maybe it's the opposite of my prediction. Yeah. Maybe because he said that on the sixty-six that they knew it would be successful, so they had to wait till the sixty-six.
0: Well, there was fifteen sixty-six. There was fifteen fifty-six. <laughs> there was fifteen seventy-six. <1576, laughs> You're right. Oh, well, he said 66, didn't he? Um, well, you know what, Jacob? That's, you take that for what you will. <laughs> okay. But he was pretty spot on there, I feel he like. Is, that's very spot on. He mentioned the year, year yeah. 66. So that is true. So you could take that 1666. That's not vague. That doesn't uh, seem that vague to me. Okay. So skeptic. <laughs> no, no, that's not that vague. I agree with um, you. The next one, the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, from here we go so from the enslaved populace songs chants and demands will prince while princess and lords are held cop- captive in prisons these will in the future by headless idiots be received as declined prayers sorry divine prayers sorry i butchered that it's okay. um but here cause that's the quote now here's the actual happenings that they related to in 1789, the French decided they had enough of the poor aristocratic rule and revolted. Mm-hmm. The peasants took control of Paris and forced their demands on royalty. The aristocrat, uh, basically, they were taken from power, were locked in a bastille, um, and beheaded in a guillotine. Okay. So, um, everything that he said there happened. The princes okay. and lords at the highest, right, after a revolt, very which is the populist songs, chants, and demands of the people. Um, uh, you know, and they got beheaded and he called them beheadless, uh, headless idiots. Hmm. So, uh, interesting, right?
1: It's very, very intriguing.
0: Um, I, yeah, I, well, we'll, we'll just skip on to the next one. Did you know he did Napoleon? <laughs> Napoleon? <laughs> yeah. How interesting is, um, Napoleon? So basically he said this PAU, I don't know how to say this. Pa, ne Moran will be more a fire than of blood. To swim and praise, the great one to flee to the confluence, he will refuse entry to the pulse, pluses, the depraved ones, and the durance will keep them imprisoned. Okay? So let me break this down. What does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> so P-A-U yeah. is the first word, mm-hmm. and these were in capital letters. All the first three words were N-A-Y and Laurent, and these were towns in southern France. Okay. Um, basically, the capitalization, which I mentioned, hints that something is hidden within the words and to look further. And rearranging the uh, them spells are Napoleon Roy, which uh, or Napoleon and King. It means Napoleon King in French. Okay. So he made these letters capital, which are three you know French cities in France, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and uh, basically said, "Hey, there's something here. Got to look further." Because again, he was playing cat and mouse. Sure. And you rearrange them; they spell uh, Napoleon Roy. Which means Napoleon, Napoleon, King.
1: Okay, crazy, okay. very crazy. So
0: more of the fire than of blood refers to Napoleon's non-noble lineage. So and basically, and then the next line, and the refused entry to Pius, Piusus. Sorry, is the name I was trying to say, which I butchered. Okay. Speaks to Pope's Pius, uh, Pius. Sorry, the who, who he imprisoned. Okay. He and Napoleon imprisoned both papa uh piuses, which was the you know Pope Pius, right? Um, the second, I think, and third. Um, basically, that's what that line refers to. Okay, does that look crazy? I think it's this is a little very, crazy. Okay, this is so, getting really um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Napoleon ones, you, one did you got like
1: me. label these as like more and in, less intriguing to more intriguing because I can tell it does get
0: interesting. So, um but the zombie one, I just thought was fun. Zombies. is um, funny, But yeah. the Napoleon one really got me. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's very <laughs> rearranged Rearrange the letters, which he hinted at. Like, he made them capital out of all the on rest purpose. of it on purpose for you to look at. Why? You know, you rearrange them. They spell Napoleon King. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, more of fire than of blood, meaning, you know, because he was non-royal blood. Right. Um, and then the, uh, the refusing entrance to, uh, r- r- what do you say here? Which I already went over. Basically, that he imprisoned the Pope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll take that for what you will, Mr. Okay. Skeptic. Um, and then this one was interesting. Louis Pasteur. Um, and this is what he says. The lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. Pasteur will be celebrated almost as a godlike figure. This is when the moon completes her grace cycle. And by other rumors, he shall be dishonored. Okay? Now this, he said the word Pasteur. Okay? Mm-hmm. Louis Pasteur was a man and is accredited with discovering the microbial decay in 1995. Recent, okay? Okay. (laughs) The science basically, so he was, uh, that was true. He said his name, Mm -hmm. first of all, and he basically discovered something hidden for many centuries, which was the, uh, there was something in his research that was related to that, which was the microbial decay. And then, right, it says in the last line, and by other rumors, he shall be dishonored. Right. Uh, So in 1995, the science historian Gerald uh, Gesso ran a story in the New York Times illustrating Pasteur uh, gave misleading—he gave a misleading account on his preparation of the anthrax vaccine. Sorry. So he—that makes sense. Pasteur was the anthrax vaccine. He was later dishonored by um, embellishing and misleading his account of it. Mm. So— He said his name. Okay. So how crazy is that, right?
1: A little shocking, yeah. Uh Maybe
0: it just so happened later on in life, the Pasteur name came up and he did something, you know, great. And then that attached to itself. Who knows? I don't know what to say to that. Okay. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. Next one, Hitler. So Mm. this is his quotes, okay? From the depths of the West of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop. His game will increase towards the realm of the East also says beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers the greater part of the battlefield will be against sister uh, uh, sis- sinister into a cage of iron will the great one be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing hmm. so that last line right Hitler yeah. was born in Western Europe to very poor parents that's no yes. okay Hitler moved. Germany to action following world war one in part through his over-the-top Speaking his you know oratory skills, right? His fame will increase towards the realm of the east right which was we categorize as the axis alliance with Japan in the east Um, and Sisters uh, Sorry, it wasn't sister. It was hister. He wrote the words hister and it says the of the battlefield will be against hister into a cage of iron will the great one be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing, right? Hister is one <laughs> letter short of being Hitler. Yes. Okay, and it's believed mm-hmm. to be a spelling error. So You're Germany... Kidding. No, Germany army invaded France, which was, in quotes, beast ferocious will hunger will cross the rivers. Right. And then, in quotes, the greater battlefield refers to the allied powers defeating Hitler. And also, the cage, right? It says... Um, uh, basically, will be drawn into a cage of iron, and uh, while the child of Germany observes nothing. Yeah, right. The Jewish Holocaust—you're drawn into cages of iron. The child of Germany, you know. Wow. Actually, like it's not. Ha- you know, people actually, like it's not happening, right? Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of <Wow>. crazy.
1: Um, <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> yeah. So, that's a prediction. The first one was real <laughs> vague. Well, yeah. The first one was so vague. Well, there's a lot of vague ones, but I thought they would all be like that. So this is very, okay, wow. Okay,
0: next that's one. Wild. Last one I have for you is 9/11. JFK. Oh, I thought it was 9/11. Oh, I don't have 9/11 on here, but that is a good one to look at. I up.
1: saw I remember seeing a documentary of like a drawing he drew something. It wasn't like yeah. even he he wrote words, but he also drew
0: something that looks like the two towers being hit by a plane. Yep. Um, it is and that is a, a one you can Google. It's worth uh, looking up. But, yeah. Um, the last one I have is JFK. Right? Okay. Says in quotes, "The great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed for, foretold by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, uh, another falls at nighttime. Conflict at um, conflict at realms London and a pestilence in Tuscany." So, right, the great king being Kennedy received numerous death threats, uh, which was petitioned, uh, right, and was gunned down, Thunderbolt being the the bullet. The gun, yeah. Um, And Bobby Kennedy, his brother, was killed just after midnight on June 5th, 1968. So the connection there is how they connect that. Um, That's kind of how they do the JFK one. Um, There's a bit more. You can do some more research on all of these, of course. I would highly suggest Googling... His yeah. predictions because they're worth a read.
1: He's got a ton of them, obviously. Yeah, and um, some that haven't come true, right?
0: Yeah, and you can buy so, the book. Really? <laughs> yeah, you can find the book on ebooks, I think um, if you wanted to read his book, the Prophet okay. List Le- Prophecies. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that was kind of. I thought this was an interesting subject. It's one that's always uh, captured my imagination.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, who knows? And
1: I think some of those are very, very specific.
0: The Hitler one got me.
1: Yeah, the Hitler one. uh, Yeah, even the
0: last one. What was Napoleon one? Napoleon. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Napoleon's very eerie, fully together. Like, I just really thought they were going to be a lot more vague.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, Well, I mean, I think there obviously there's a lot written, so Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's you know, sure some vague ones, some errors. Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of an overview of his life, a little bit of who he was, how he got to do what he was doing at the end and it was of course speculated using some sort of psychedelic slash meditation thing to yeah. procure these visions along with how he claimed astrology. Um, and he ended up, I mean, he was famous for it. He lives on now. So yeah, who the hell knows? <laughs> what would you do with this power, Jeffrey? Um, I would, <laughs> you could see the future. If I could, I don't, this is, this is here. Let me, can I give my take on this? Yeah. So the biggest one that kind of shook me as I put myself in his shoes for a minute. The JFK one. Okay? Okay. Let's say I'm meditating and I'm taking these whatever I'm taking or I'm doing something that in, involves this trance state and I'm in a trance state. Sure. I'm in 1555. You have your it's kind of what people say about you know the ancient aliens but I'm not like doing that. But if you're in that point of time, your references on things of when you're writing down what you see are going to be from the world you know. Yes. Right? And of so if I'm in fifteen fifty five and I don't know what a gun is, yeah, and I and I somehow am in a trance state and I see a mirage of a building and some little thing moving and some thunderbolt like a gun being shot and JFK dying, right? If I kinda saw like in a half like dream sure. state what would I think was flashing out of the, the muzzle of that gun, right? If you just see a flash no, of the gun. No,
1: that, that's why it says thunder is right. from a high place. Uh-huh. Um, makes a very loud noise. Yeah. There's a flash, uh-huh. like lightning and thunder. Like It makes sense that th- the best way to describe that would be like thunder.
0: Which is how I kind of interpret some of these when I'm reading it. I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Like if I'm... Uh, if I'm no Saddamas and I see something like that. And you don't know how to describe it. You have to describe it. It seems like heavenly. Terms. It seems like out of your realm of world. So you say it's like Thor, right? It's thunder. It's thunder struck this man down. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, but it was already known through a particular, like, I don't know. Who knows, man? Who right. Knows? Maybe there's a time traveler going, hey, dude. And maybe he just leaves some, like, obscure photos. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Thunderbolt. He just some
1: a, uh, like, a, you know, historical magazine
0: yeah but (laughs) yeah that's that's all i got that's That's all i got for you um i predicted this would be an interesting podcast i hope you guys i hope it was right fulfilled (laughs) i hope it was fulfilled (laughs) i hope you're right jeffrey (laughs) um thank you guys so much for listening um we are of course going to be doing another podcast sunday we put out some interesting um we're starting the new content on our socials They're these one minute short synopsis cool kind of clips about interesting figures or stories um check him out tiktok facebook and i thought i'd say tiktok i know twitter too. <laughs> instagram um we're posting them they're fun they're on yeah. youtube as well the first one we posted was um who's the real sherlock holmes that's right um if you want to go list learn a bit more about that and there should be date. a new
1: one here soon right
0: yep uh in probably a few days awesome two days probably is where i we're gonna put that out okay and uh yeah thank you guys so much for coming back we appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen, especially this far. You are our casual historians.
1: Our casual historians.
0: Uh, and thank okay. you for everybody
1: that's new listening for the first time, and you've made it through our first our first broadcast, yeah. and uh, we just really appreciate you guys, Jacob, we need you guys to know that. This is episode 50. This is 50? This is 50. What? Honestly? Big day. Wow. No Saddamas, um, it fits. I don't know why, but it fits.
0: The moment fits.
1: It does. It does fit. Man, I don't know. I don't, I remember when we first started, I didn't know if there was going to be that many.
0: We thought we'd do it for fun, and it is fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> we but just kept doing it. But it's
1: one of those things that's like we I had no idea that we were going to be doing 50 of them.
0: Yeah. You know? I like, know yeah, that makes sense.
1: It's such a that's a lot of episodes, Jeff.
0: 50 hours. Yeah, dude. Almost probably a little bit over 50 hours. That's a lot of time. Um about you could probably listen to our podcasts and two days straight to sat down nonstop listening yeah if you just wanted to hear us talk <laughs> <You just> want <laughs> who to wants to do that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, okay well <laughs> that's all for today thank you guys so much for listening that's right we'll see you next time